Welcome onto the show today, Mrs. Ladoris. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. Tell us all about what you do and how you help people. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I get kind of loud sometimes because I get excited to explain it. But I am Ladoris, and I live in the United States, and I'm an American pronunciation coach. I help foreigners speak clearly so that they can attract native speakers to them and not repel them. That's basically what I do. That's awesome. Okay. Now, the way that you just worded that, it is such a powerful concept. Like, we're social beings. We need to attract people to us. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Uh, how does learning the American accent or learning an accent in general help attract native speakers to us? Yeah, that's a great question. And I absolutely love explaining this every time. It never gets old. <laughs> we have boundaries for everything in life. We have boundaries for relationships. We have boundaries for how to how clean the house needs to be if you live with someone. We have boundaries at work. So why don't we think about having boundaries while we're speaking English? It's so important to establish boundaries in our lives. And I know that when we don't have boundaries in relationships, raising kids, we end up having disorders that are traced back to lack of boundaries. And so when we have issues with native speakers in our second language, we are stepping out of boundaries, okay? So what are the boundaries that we need to stay within? Well, one is we can't bring our native language sounds into our second language, which is English that we're talking about today. When we decide that, oh, I can speak English whichever way that I want and people will understand me. It might be true. It might not be. But I had someone leave a comment saying, hey, if it's if they can't understand me, that's not my problem. It is theirs. And I felt her strong words come through and kind of almost pinch me through through the screen. And I had to take a step back and remember that not everyone understands the benefits or the purpose or even why they're having a hard time speaking to other people. Like you have, have you ever gotten a, a, fa a weird facial expressions? You can't really read their body language and you're thinking, oh my gosh, what, what could that be? Is it that I'm not speaking right? Is it because I don't really understand the culture well enough? What could it be? And I always want to analyze those situations because yes, you could be overthinking things. And yes, you could be mispronouncing things. And yes, you could be not understanding the culture right. But most of the time, it's not all, it's not all of it that is an issue. So we have to make sure that we are pronouncing the sounds right. We are articulating our words in a way that makes native speakers ears perk up versus the antenna always being up and trying to find out what's going on here or even worse, losing the native speaker's attention because we have messed up in just too many times in just a short period of, of a time frame there. I 
fully follow what you're saying. That is so true. And like, I want to focus on one comment that you made about accountability, you know, about how people really want to blame others. Like every, it's a very natural thing, but we want to blame others for our problems. It's harder to be accountable than it is to just say, oh, it's everyone else's fault. I don't need to change anything. Because when you're accountable, then the seed is planted in your mind that I need to make a change. I need to do work. And like you said, a lot of folks, you know, that just, it doesn't click with them. They just feel like, oh, if they don't understand me, I know I'm using the correct words. I know I'm using the correct grammar. So, you know, they're probably just ignorant. However, that in itself is a bit of an ignorant attitude. So it's great. I like the way that you say it's so valuable to learn the patterns and to learn how to hold someone's attention. Um, and, and that overall, like you said, it totally, you can draw people towards you so much easier if uh, you're doing that. So fantastic. That is uh, really good stuff to hear. So my next question to you then is, what steps do you typically take to help your students solve this problem? To help them accept responsibility for their own speech skills and overcome the fear of communicating with native speakers. What steps do you take to help them see that? Well, that's a, that's a really good question. And this actually might surprise you. I don't know if you've ever heard of DBT training. It's called dialectical behavioral training. It was created, and I could be wrong. It was created by, um, by a woman, I wish I remember her name, um, who wanted to help people get back accustomed to being in, in, in society. And she helps you manage your emotions in a way that is practical, gives you um, tools that you can use and not be embarrassed to do in front of other people. Most of the time you can do it without even someone knowing you're you're going crazy on the inside. And most of the time, we don't even realize how anxious or how frustrated we are on a day-to-day basis. If you're not checking in with your emotions and you get in a situation where you find yourself in a little pickle and, and, and you're like, well, what did they mean by that? I don't really like that. Any little thing can set you off because on a range from one to 10, Let's just say you're walking around at a six or a seven every day. You're like, okay, you're keeping your cool. But on the inside, if something small happens, you are set off. And now you're at an eight or an eight and a half or nine. Well, that's too close to 10 where you're about to explode. Okay. So if we can be aware on how to bring our emotions down, to where we are not easily triggered when something happens while we're speaking to a native speaker, that's really good. So what I have my clients do is we go back and think about when was a bad time that we had that we had with uh with someone at work. Most most of the time it's at work. 
So I have them sit there for a minute or two, sometimes longer. And I have them go back through their memory, kind of like a play or a movie and just rewind and see what little bitty things that bother us that are coming forward on our journey now that we need to eliminate. And then I start to, to help them identify the emotions that they are feeling or they felt during that time. And we reverse it. And I give them tools to actually use. So for an example, if I had an argument with, a, you know, not a full blown out argument, but a tiny one with somebody at work and they were saying something and we got to arguing because it's hard, sometimes hard to, in a, hard to argue in our second language. And I started pronouncing words wrong, couldn't really get my thoughts out. And I became embarrassed almost to the point to where I want to hide. I'm laying in my bed at nighttime thinking, oh my gosh, what did I do? I don't even want to go to go back to work tomorrow because I just embarrassed myself because I'm not speaking on the level that I should be at work. And so we go through that. We write some, some things down and I say, well, this is what you can do. You can actually participate, describe, or observe your feelings throughout the day. So most of the time we are not really present. And I want to bring us back to the present so that we don't always focus on the past and what bad had, what bad things have happened. So participating, if you're in a, a meeting the next day and you say, oh man, I really don't want to say anything because I just made a fool out of myself yesterday. Well, my advice would be to speak your opinion, whether it's 30 seconds, speak your idea, no matter how dumb you may think it is. We always can add something to it. Now, observing, if you're in a meeting, you just want to sit there and look. You don't have to say anything. You just want to look at the room. What is what is everybody doing? Like, how are their facial expressions? What does the room smell like? How does the table feel? This will actually get us back into the present moment. And then describing, describing anything that you see. Okay, I see a my pen that I'm holding. My pen is hard. It doesn't have a smell. Use your five senses to go through these and help you bring you back to the present moment. That is something that I help my clients do so that we can actually move forward believing that it's possible to speak clear. We're not always stuck. stuck. Just because we are right now, we've been in this stuck place for six months to a year. Some people have been there for 10 years. I've been speaking this language for 10 years and I have not seen an improvement. Well, that doesn't mean that it's not possible it just means that you've been focusing on the wrong the wrong things for too long that's what I help my clients do so that they can move forward and see progress within 12 weeks brilliant I can relate with so many things that you're saying right there just as you're saying it I'm thinking that's like what everybody goes through all the time especially when it comes to language myself living out here in Mexico Oh, I deal with things like that every day. Or the biggest arguments between my wife and I have most certainly been language related. Like it, it's a hundred percent been, she would pronounce something in a way or use a particular intonation that 
comes across as offensive or demanding or, you know, patronizing. And then I'm offended. And so I respond back in a similar way. And now she's offended and, and the whole day goes poorly after that. And then I can only imagine how she would feel about her English skills, you know, after we calm everything down, you know, feeling terrible about it. And again, that's something I'm sure a lot of people go through if they're in couples or or in any kind of relationship, close relationship with people where you're speaking a second language. So great that you uh, you bring all of this up. I believe it says it was Marsha Linehan, just to make sure. Is this the name of the, the creator of this, Marsha Linehan? Yes, that's correct. Nice. Okay, just to make sure that this wonderful woman gets accredited with her, uh, you know, therapy that she created. Because clearly the way that you're describing it is, like, very helpful for a lot of people. What is the ideal result like, are they speaking with clarity and confidence? Are you trying to teach them, you know, do you work in some specific sounds? I'm just curious of, of how things play out in the long run for people who, who follow your method. Once we do the subconscious level work, uh, for lack of a better word, I move on to making sure that they are solid that they are they have a firm foundation on you do not have to speak fast because there's this myth out there that the title is shining bright to make you click and give you and give you some kind of emotion that makes you feel uneasy to make you click on a video and the title is how to speak fast like an american um this is one thing that I address with their accent is that you don't have to speak fast like me or like Patrick. You have to find your own speed. And so I help my clients once they realize that they are operating from a, a place of fear or whatever, the anxiety, and help them identify how to change that. I go in and I make sure that they know how to speak at a speed that works for them so that they can speak freely because once we address the subconscious thoughts, they know they are no longer focusing on the past events. They have the freedom now to stay present and make less mistakes because when we are focusing on what happened in the past in that moment while we're speaking, we don't have time to pre to focus on the making sure the points match, making sure the grammar is on point. We don't have time to make sure that we're pronouncing things right. So we want to make sure that we give up. We make some like mental real estate um, that's available there. It's so true. Uh, Americans don't all speak fast. I mean, there are so many different, you know, ways of speaking from the north to the south, the east to the west. It changes everywhere you go. So, very good point. Speaking faster does not mean that people are speaking better. It just simply doesn't fit. And if people try to do that, they try to speak fast, and their muscles aren't adjusted to produce clarity while speaking fast, 
then they're only going to impede their communication further. I would imagine they're trying to speak faster, but they're not making the correct sounds. And so it's more likely to get a bit of a choppy, rushed kind of sound. Yeah. When we when we talk about speaking choppy, we are sometimes eliminating sounds at the end of words. I like to tell my clients, make sure that you finish the sounds at the end of words. Make sure that you're linking your sounds together. There are a couple of ways that we that we do that. So I want to make sure that I make this differentiation as well, is that sometimes people believe that pronunciation is included with accent. But I have discovered within just, you know, doing my research and teaching myself that accent and pronunciation are two different things. Pronunciation is just the way that we speak those words. And accent has a way of identifying us from where we are from. So I work on those two areas. And I also add a third area to make sure that we have top-notch conversations. We want to make sure that we're using the words in the right context. Intonation is, is right that we place the the stress on the right syllable. Those are some things that I that I do, pronunciation, accent, and making sure that we have great English conversation. Pronunciation is clarity. It's very beneficial, but then accent is regional. There's oh, there's so many things. That's a, a, a very fun thing with this. Actually, something, a bit of a shortcut I've found that puts the two together is I don't know how much you've noticed or actually I don't even know what area you live in in the states but like that east coast northern sound I found a bit of a shortcut that I like to use this kind of northern east coast sound to teach students how this ah sound like in you know the words top notch stretches out similar to the ah sound in the word arm car bar up there it's you know northeastern coast kind of thing it's a lot stronger than you would find in other places so indeed accent regional pronunciation just clarity and consistent movements and uh, well confidence is a big part of that as well very nice well We'll get to wrapping things up for today, Ladoris. But do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share to to really send us home on? Yeah, I would like to add before before I leave today to let you guys know to play with you. You are capable and it's perfectly okay to speak English with the accent that you have. I tell my clients like before they even sign up for my course, if you are trying to eliminate your accent, it's going to take too much time, too much work for the progress that you're trying to make in a short period of time. So I, I train my clients to, to speak with the accent that they already have in a way that they don't have to repeat themselves in a way that they can, they can be sure that the other person understands and also, I'll, I also help them crack the code on how Americans speak because it's not just a one-way highway here. We have the, we have cars going both ways. So you want to express yourself and they want to express themselves and you want to be able to have 
a smooth highway per se without having a collision there. So I help them understand how we speak English because sometimes you will, I speak clear, you speak clear, but more than likely you're going to run into somebody who mumbles, who don't fully articulate their words. And if you can have this formula, this understanding, this is this is how Americans do it, then you can do that. And one way that I suggest that you do is YouTube, Google, whatever you want to do, linking vowels to vowels, linking consonant to vowels, and then linking consonant to consonant. Those are what you want to do to understand. You want to learn those things to understand how Americans speak their words. And I would like to add that if you are not seeing any progress, if you haven't seen anything happen within the last three to six months, then you're focusing on too many things. You need to narrow your your view and kind of zoom in on, on just a couple of sounds, two to three sounds. So tell me, how can folks... Uh, reach out to you. Where can they find you? I'll make sure anything Ladoris tells us, I'll make sure it's in the description of this episode. Well, I'm trying to make myself easy to find. <laughs> you remember Waldo? Waldo was, um, there's a, a picture where you have to look for Waldo and he has a red hat on and a striped shirt. And there's so many people in the crowd that looks just like him. And so he's kind of hard to find. So I'm trying to make sure, Patrick, that I am easy to find. So you can find me on Instagram and YouTube at improvemypronunciation.com. Oh, no, that's my website. <laughs> Improve my pronunciation. And then I'm on LinkedIn as well as Ladoris Bell. And that's, that's pretty much it. I will be back when my soul feels refreshed. <laughs> I'm still oh, yeah. working behind the scenes with my clients. I believe you said improvemypronunciation.com was your website. Is that correct? That is my website that will be, that will be posted this month. Awesome. Well, Everybody knows where to find Ladoris at now. You can make sure to check the link in the description and get connected with her right away. But yeah, in the meantime, thank you very much for your time today, Ladoris. It's been a lot of fun chatting with you, and I look forward to uh, hearing from you in the future. Maybe you have some people that speak Spanish in the crowd, and so, uh, como va y puedes enviarme un mensaje? Que dura un minuto algo así. Yo puedo darte advice. No sé cómo se dice eso. Advice. <laughs> Consejo. Hey, there we go. That is good. I like it. You're forcing out some new words. Like it. Do you use your Spanish often? Yeah, I speak Spanish pretty much, pretty much every day. I am just learning new words all the time and adding adding them. I, I actually went downtown and to the Hispanic community where they play soccer every Sunday. And I'm going to start a class with Hispanic women who can speak not a lick of English. That is awesome, though. And yeah, that's totally the way to do it. Like, I've learned Spanish just living here in Mexico and asking, como se dice, for the last 10 years or so. And I've learned quite a bit, learned a good amount. 
Um, well, thank you very much for popping in, Ladoris, and I hope to hear from you again soon. You're welcome. I will talk to you guys later. Ciao.